Howdy folks, this is Robert Williams, the Nye County School District uh, Director of Technology in Nevada. This is the Nye for Kids Technology Podcast where I review the weekly update and sometimes provide useful information for folks in our school district. This is for weekly update dated November 11th, the week of November 11th, 2019. If you need to reach me, I'm on Twitter at Mr. W Tweets, and with if you're within the school district, you can get my you can send me an email. Okay, so to get started today, this is a fairly long um, weekly update, and I'd be surprised if very many people actually read to the end. But uh, there's a lot of good information here. I uh, had a lot of things come at us this week, and I even took some of the items I was going to include and put them off for future issues as we go forward. So uh, this episode might be a little bit longer, just because there are so many different things. And also, um, I am doing a second podcast this week for the tech tip because it's also very text heavy; doesn't have a lot of um, doesn't have a lot of images in it, and it's uh, kind of a oh hey take care, particularly in this season of giving, which is also the season of scamming. So first topic, printers are friends. I'm no longer willing to disparage or include any printer related cartoons in these weekly updates because apparently they follow me on Twitter and are exacting vengeance for my negative attitude. So the latest printer fiasco is caused by Windows 10 updating. Here's the problem and a quick solution. So your printer stops working. You hit print, the poor thing just stares at you as if its hearing aid batteries have died and doesn't know you've even talked to it. Secretly in the background, of course, Windows is nefariously downloaded some security updates and it started applying those updates in the system, but it can't finish those updates until you actually restart or shut down the computer. But it only asks you to sh shut down and restart with updates in the start menu. So the solution is to go to the start menu and actually choose shut down with updates or restart with updates. A lot of folks I've discovered this week don't actually shut down that way. They press the power button on their computer to shut it down. And that's a completely legitimate way to shut down your computer, but it doesn't actually get Windows to run any of the updates. Now my recommendation is that even if you're leaving for the day, hit the restart option because Windows does updates as it shuts down. And then when you restart, it will finish those updates. So you get updates on both ends of the restart process. And so if you shut it down as you leave, it does half those updates. And then when you turn it on, when you get back to work, it finishes those updates. Nobody wants to wait 10 or 15 minutes for Windows to finish updates when you get into the office first thing in the morning or your classroom. Next topic, and this is really just a pet peeve of mine, but it creates a lot of time issues. You know, it's a, a lack of efficiency and um, requires a great deal of communication, um, which takes time. So we get a lot of work orders that are essentially, um, hey, this is broken. And the question I always ask is, well, what does broken mean? So the, here are some examples. Um, so my printer doesn't work, or oh, the Chromebook is broken, the Xerox is broken, ConnectEd doesn't work, my smart board died, I can't connect to the internet. Okay, these are all 
starting places to define a problem, but with no context, we can't actually do anything to address these issues, which means that we're gonna to need to do a lot more communication, which then takes time. And it puts the secretary in the school who put in the work order right in the middle of the communication between the person who um, asked for the work order to be submitted and, um, and the technology department. So uh, my suggestion is that you try to treat your technology work orders just like as if you were uh, giving information to a doctor. Nobody goes to a doctor and says, hey, uh, my body is broken. Can you fix me? Or my, my arm isn't working. And then you stare at the doctor asking, you know, hoping that they'll just fix your arm. Nobody does that, but it happens in technology all the time. So here's an example that would be helpful. So you go to the doctor, you say, hey, my arm doesn't work, or you're reporting to the nurse on the phone as you make an appointment. It flops around strangely between my wrist and my elbow and I start to wave. It hurts a lot. I also think, uh, you know, it, it uh, sticks out a, at a funny angle and the skin is broken in the middle of that area where the white bony thing is sticking out. I also get hit by a car this morning when I was riding my bike and I fell really hard. Any idea what might be wrong? Can you fix me? I think the doctor's gonna know where to start with that much information. Or when we get back to IT, hey, IT guy, my smart board doesn't work. The last time I turned it on, I heard a large pop sound from the projector and it started smoking. I turned it off. Our custodian looked at it, tried a new bulb, and that one exploded when he turned on the projector. And it started shooting flames out of the side. We put it out with the fire extinguisher. Any ideas? Uh, oh yeah, definitely got a lot of ideas. And then this one is, uh, interesting, and we get this more and more. So I can't connect my phone to the school's internet. Staff members are allowed to connect their phones to the staff network. The password for the staff Wi-Fi that I've been typing, and they tell us what it is, and I've entered it five times before reaching out to you. Also, my phone, and they have some weird vulgar name on their phone. So this last one is nearly all the information we need to troubleshoot the problem, and we don't even need to go to the school. We can do this remotely. So we can see if they've actually been typing the correct password. And if they haven't, oh, we make sure they get the correct password. If they have been typing the correct password and they've typed it five times in, you know, uh, fat fingered it, or if they actually been typing the wrong password five times, uh, then the system's automatically gonna look at that device and go, nope, you're not allowed to connect anymore. And it registers the Mac address of the device, which is the machine address unique to every device, and it says, nope, you're never gonna be able to connect ever. So we have to go into the system, find the, that device address and remove it so that you know, when you do connect with the correct, when you attempt to correct with the, connect with the correct password, uh, you actually can connect. And then the part about the vulgar name is that we sometimes will just go in and look at the devices that are connected. We can't see what's in your device, but we can see the names of the devices. And if it's named something vulgar, we'll add it to the, uh, to the list that doesn't allow anything to connect. You know, these devices can't connect to the network because usually those are student devices and students aren't supposed to be connecting to our staff network. So don't name your, your phone something vulgar or do, but understand that this could happen. You know, I don't want to tell you what to do. All right, so in summary, on this part of the update, when it comes to reporting IT problems, more information is better. Okay, so as a reminder, on November 25th, we're gonna do a password reset on all Google account, all employee Google accounts. We're not gonna be resetting passwords on student accounts, so kindergarten teachers don't freak out. 
Okay, but that'll be November 25th and I'll be sending out some more or the information I sent out last week via email, I'll send out again. Please tell your coworkers, many people don't actually read my emails and certainly almost nobody listens to this podcast. So um, it would be really helpful if nobody was surprised. And we do expect to have issues because resetting passwords does cause some trouble. And finally, in this section of the update, I did a thing. So I got a bug last week, and on my own time, not during work time, I wanted to figure out how podcasting actually works. I've been hearing more and more about teachers using it with students, and I wanted to see exactly how cumbersome it is. And I discovered it's really not difficult at all, but there are a lot of things to know. So I learned that uh, podcasts need a website, uh, that if you just send out links to people that, hey, this is my podcast, that's just pretty confusing. They need a place of reference. And the website is a good place to do that. So I created one using Google Sites in our school district uh, domain. You can access it from outside the domain. But uh, um, I added a few additional things on there. So it's got links to all the weekly updates and tech tips and then the audio file for uh, these podcasts. Um, I also did submit it to Apple, but I guess Apple is not very speedy at processing requests for new podcasts to be listed in their directory. I haven't heard from them yet. So, okay. Also, there are free, lots of free options. I put $0 into this, just so you're aware. And um, talking to yourself is kind of fun. I even laugh at my own jokes. No kidding. Okay. Uh, and then creating a podcast structure is a really good idea. So when I was principal in Amargosa, we created a script basically that kids would use for the morning announcements when they had to follow them. Uh, and doing that for a podcast is a good idea so that you don't actually forget information that you should put, like you know, introducing yourself at the beginning of the podcast or closing things. Okay, so that's information there. And if you're interested to give me some feedback, you can tweet me at Mr. W's tweets. That's M-R-W-S-T-W-E-E-T-S. And the bit.ly link for the Nye for Kids website, it's on our school district website under curriculum under technology. You can get it there. But it's also bit.ly slash N-Y-E, the number four, K-I-D-S-T-E-C-H. So it's bit.ly slash nigh for kids tech okay i think that's it for my free form rants for the day so those are the note highlights as reminders don't forget i'm on vacation this week i always feel guilty about taking vacation but it is pretty important i think and nobody on my team really gets to take a break during the summer because summer is one of our busiest times summer all the way through about um, the beginning of october is pretty crazy just because we're doing all of the updates and changing out machines and then teachers and everybody come back and there are lots of things to make sure are still working over the summer. Even machines that we don't touch during the summer have a tendency to break during the summer. It's like, oh, I rested too long and now I can't, what, I think, who's, so we have to go in and reset the brain on those computers. Also as a reminder, I am going to have to reschedule the November 19th online PD that covers NWEA reports because I've been asked to be part of a project that's taken over most of that day. Uh, also, that particular PD will not be, because we're going to be talking about data that's specific to the Nye County School District, it will not be available to folks outside the school district. And then again, we're doing the password reset on uh, November 25th. That's the Monday before Thanksgiving. 
uh, in the world of assessments, uh, I got to attend a district test directors meeting. I had some great information. The folks who run those do a great job, and there was a person from DRC to give us some information as well. Uh, we did, uh, Kyle did for me the test security. Oh, and by Kyle, that's Mr. Lindbergh, our associate superintendent. He did the test security training for all the administrators during the AT meeting. I was up north with Justin um, attending a cybersecurity summit. So um, I put the materials together and Mr. Lindbergh did it for me. Thank you, Kyle. And um, we're uploading the winter map testing roster uh, this Thursday and the winter window opens on the 18th. If you are working on map testing or scheduling map testing at your schools, please make sure you take a look at that memo that uh, Mr. that I distributed via email and Mr. Lindbergh um, gave to administrators on last Thursday because it really does highlight some information that's important when you're scheduling for map testing. And then my tech tip because it's long and wordy this week, I'm actually going to do a separate podcast for it. So uh, it is called Be Suspicious on the Internet. And for whatever reason, every time I say be suspicious, I want it to be some sort of cheer. Be suspicious. Be, be suspicious. I, I'll embrace my weird. All right. So uh, that's where we're starting. And moving on to what I'm currently reading, I'm actually finishing up Dead Moon, uh, which is the book about zombies on the moon. Great story, part of the Threshold series. Um, and it's full of action. Actually, this, this one is a little bit different than his previous two that are part of the series because uh, it's almost all plot, all action, and uh, less character development. And I really like this author's character development. So while I am enjoying the book, I'm not enjoying it quite as much as the other two. And when I finish that book, probably today, I'm going to move on to Creativity, Inc. I've always been interested in reading this book, and uh, it was recommended to me again by Eldon Ward, who is the supervisor for the information team, and he handles a lot of district data. So this is the book that is about uh, Pixar and how it's dominated, came to dominate the world of animation and the journeys and the storytelling and about how to be creative and what that process looks like for them. So um, I'm looking forward to moving into that, and it seems appropriate since I'll be spending some time at Disneyland this week. Uh, finally, in terms of reading, if you're interested in knowing what I'm reading from time to time, I've actually got about four books going right now. You can find me on Goodreads at Digital Rob. All right, calendar events. So big calendar events this week. Veterans Day. We have the Veterans Day holiday on Monday. No school. want to thank all of our veterans that have uh, stood up for the United States and kept us safe and made a big sacrifice of, the part of, of a part of their lives for uh, the safety and security and freedom of the United States of America. Thank you, veterans. Otherwise, we have on Tuesday and Wednesday, Lynn Steele is doing ICAT session three for ICAT uh, facilitators. That's uh, reading cases. Uh, Lisa Ford, our director of curriculum, is doing an ELA committee uh, meeting. I'm not exactly sure what that's about. I pulled it off the uh, PD calendar. And then on Friday and Saturday, NASA, that's the Nevada Ooh, let's see, mm -hmm. Nevada Association of School Administrators, not the uh, space agency, sadly. 
but uh, the Nevada Association of School Administrators has their fall conference in, I think it's in Las Vegas, on Friday and Saturday. That is not a school district event. Anybody can join NASA. And uh, they've been doing a pretty good job this uh, with um, some of the new leadership in terms of making changes and offering a lot more professional development to administrators and teachers at a much lower cost than uh, other agencies, and they provide a lot of renewal credit. So I appreciate the work that uh, Jeff Geis and his team have put into uh, NASA and their new offerings. This particular conference I'm not going to, but uh, I would imagine some folks are. Also, although we have a, a Seahawks game on Monday, there because of that, there's no Seahawks game next uh, weekend, so all the other teams can relax next weekend. With regard to the items that are on the radar, I'm only going to go to the new week, which is December 9th, so it's about four weeks out, and I'm only going to highlight one item. We have a Superintendent of Instruction, uh, Ms. Joan Ebert, will be in Nye County that week uh, on her uh, school district listening tour. She's visiting all the school districts in the state of Nevada this year, meeting with administrators and teachers and touring schools to see uh, what kind of great things are happening in schools and to get some feedback in terms of what the um, major issues are in the state of Nevada for education for the next legislative session. So I really appreciate that. I follow Miss Ebert on Twitter and you there's a link in the weekly update, but she's J-H-O-N-E-E-B-E-R-T on Twitter. And I recommend following her. She's posted some great things about the what's going on in classrooms across the state as she does her listening tour. All right, so the things that I remember happening this week. So printers, printers, printers. Uh, that was fun. I've already talked about that a little bit, so I'm not going to go in, uh, into it anymore. And um, Sean actually brought back a fairly large printer from Tonopah. He was up in Tonopah. All of the work order issues he had to deal with up there were printer related, so that was fun. Um, not exactly interesting, those issues anymore. So you know, if you could send us some interesting problems, that would be cool. Or not, because you know, rest is also nice. And uh, um, we've been doing some troubleshooting on some weird slowdown issues with Chrome bases in various uh, locations. We're not quite sure why they're all of a sudden running slowly. These are the, the devices that look like a computer with a big screen that we use to help registrars register uh, parents. Parents can come in and work on the kiosk device and do registration. Okay. Also, um, we did ran updates on the firmware for all of our access points for the wireless system. And we've been doing some work on district backups. And then in the world of assessments, I've already talked about the district test directors meeting. Uh, and I have been doing a great job of procrastinating the planning of the WIDA access training that I have to do in a week. And uh, again, I want to thank Mr. Lindbergh for doing the test security training. Okay, the information team has had quite a few things. Uh, Brian is hilarious because he writes up his, uh, his weekly, hey, this is what I've been doing this week in uh, terms that he knows that I'm probably just not going to understand. I'm pretty sure he's just trolling me. I'd read it to you, but I don't want to be that confusing. And then we also had a team discussion with the I in infinite with the information team about a system that we're going to put in place to replace the IC tech support email that we use something that'll help us be more like a work order system and allow us to facilitate communication and track how much work we're doing we're doing on specific issues. I'll send more information out about that later. 
Then we've been adding new courses for um, uh, Pathways Elementary School and a handful of other things as well. If you're really interested, it's in the information section of the printed version. Okay, on our fluff section this week, I uh, want to highlight the Mario meme where it says, I learned perseverance by playing the same Mario level over and over until I beat it. Failure was only failure when I quit. So this goes back to Dweck's um, growth mindset instead of a fixed mindset. And it is, I mean, if our kids can play video game for hours and hours and repeat and repeat the same levels and play the same games over and over again, then we need to figure out how to transfer that attitude into other types of learning because that's what that is. That's learning. And I, that's one of the reasons I really like that Mario meme. So, all right. That's pretty much the whole um, weekly update. I want to thank everybody for listening. This has been for November 11th, 2019. You can reach me on Twitter at Mr. W's tweets and please send me feedback. I'm still learning this thing. All right. Have a great week, everybody.